nothing beats a great pair of legs? Then nothing can beat milehighradio.com. Thank you for being a friend. Travel down a road and back again. Your heart is true. You're a pal and a confidant. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. For those of you who are listening live, sorry we had a little technical problem. You know, you gotta love Mondays. They're just so much fun. You know, I'm, I'm the first program that's on live on Mile High Radio, and sometimes we just have to work the glitches out. So I am delighted today to have as my guest Shelly Kramer. And I met Shelly several months ago at the, um, Y'all Connect conference in Birmingham. Shelly is the founder and CEO of V3 Integrated Marketing in Kansas City, Missouri. See, and I used to live near there, so I know it's Kansas City, Kansas, and Kansas City, Missouri. (laughs) So anyhow, Shelly is a 20-plus year marketing veteran. She's a brand strategist focused on delivering integrated marketing solutions and leveraging the web and inbound marketing to drive leads and sales. She's an expert at content strategy and execution and tying social media to business initiatives. Shelly was recognized by Forbes as one of the top 50 social media influencers. She's half marketer, half geek, with a propensity for numbers, producing results, and a dash of quick repartee. Her blog has been recognized by Forbes as one of the top 20 best marketing and social media blogs and by PostRank as one of the top 100 most engaging social media blogs. So, Shelly, welcome. How are you doing today? I'm great, thanks. How are you? Great. Well, you know, you got, we got over our little technical glitch, so we are just doing fabulous. You know, let's just jump right in. I hope you can stay for an extra 10 minutes or so since we started a little bit late. But what we're going to be talking about is, you know, Shelly is an expert with integrated marketing. And one of the things that I see people make mistakes about is thinking social media is this totally separate platform. So first, Shelly, talk to us about why we need to include and incorporate social media with our other marketing activities. Well, I think that... um You know, people come to me every week and say, hey, I need some of that social media magic. And one of the things, one of the first questions that I say is, well, you know, to what end? You know, what is it that you want to accomplish using Mm -hmm. social media? What is it, um, you know, how are you connecting social to the other things that you're doing? And most times I think businesses large and small are thinking that they need to be participating in social media channels because everyone else is there, and that's their business right. strategy. Mm-hmm. And yeah. um, and that's not a strategy. And um, so so I think that you know Thanks. social media. I'll give you an example. Oh, there's our producer not knowing. <laughs> uh oh, hang on, Larry. We can hear your conversation. You're not muted. Larry, you're not muted. We can hear you. Yeah, but that... I don't, he can't hear us. Larry can't hear oh, us well. either. <laughs> um, okay, so um, I'll give you an example. I'll give you an example. Okay, it's no, really um, are we doing the next hard one? to do. Okay, when somebody else is hang talking. on. I'm going to... Shelly, okay. I'm going to call. Do you, 
do you want to take that much mm -hmm. of a break or do you want to try and get it started we're done? getting very confused here oh that's right i forgot you got a call in he has somebody who's obviously walked into the office and i apologize right. for this folks we've never really had this happen that's yeah, fine yeah, give me just you know, a second here to Monday. figure out where um, we're at. And, you know, I keep talking, but I think it's confusing to everybody. Yes. Hello? Oh, God, I am so sorry. Okay, we okay, are back. So, We've got all so, the technical bugs worked out. Okay, so let's just start over. Shelly, tell us what happens when a business owner comes to you and says, we want to include social media as part of our efforts, and then they don't have a clue. Okay, well, most times they don't say we want to include social media as part of our efforts. Most times they say we need to do social media because everybody else is doing social media. And they don't approach it with a view uh, as to how they can tie what they're doing in the social right. media space to the rest of their marketing initiatives, to the rest of their business initiatives. Mm -hmm. um, I will give you an example. Um, we started working about a year ago with a client that was an e-commerce client that um, sold little girls hair accessories okay. and um, they, they had a Facebook presence and um, what they were doing on Facebook was they were posting content on Facebook and they had a Facebook community of um, maybe 9,000 people that we oh, inherited so when we started doing their community management work for them but, um, but what they were doing on Facebook was that they were everything that they shared was sales oriented and it was just kind of a broadcast channel for them and um, the links that they were posting on Facebook would say something like, buy these adorable new rompers that just mm -hmm. came in this week. And they would post a link to, to content on Facebook. And when you clicked on that link, instead of it taking you to the product that you might want to buy, it was taking you to the website's homepage. Mm. Oh. So, so it was at, so it was frustrating for potential customers because when you see something like that, you follow a link because you want to take right. some action. And instead, what they were doing was putting roadblocks in your way to preclude you from actually taking that action. And then, oh, by the way, they had a very clunky hard to use the website. So in order to actually purchase that item, it requires you to be patient enough to dig through the website until you found it, which oh. in most instances, customers weren't patient enough to do. So, so what's happening is that businesses in both the B2B space and the B2C space are using social media oftentimes as a broadcast channel, oftentimes mm -hmm. as a place to talk about me, 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 how great we are. Right. Um, all our latest accomplishments, what you, why you should buy from us and everything else instead of using these channels as a way to um, to educate customers, to give them products or to give them information that they need to serve them. So so I think that the, the critical piece that's missing is that there's not, there's little thought going into how can we use these channels to serve our customers, which at the end of the day ultimately hopefully serve us as well. Right. You know, and, and people forget that they need to make it as easy as possible. You know, it's, it's perfectly fine that they are sending people back to their website, but as you said, they didn't send them to the right page. And, you know, one of the other mistakes that I see people do is they don't even send people to their website at all. It's, it, you know, they, they tend to use Facebook as a standalone platform, 
Well, you know, your your goal should be to sell a product or a service. You know, if you're on Facebook for business, so if you're not sending people to where they can at least contact you to say, hello, I'd like to spend money with you, there really isn't much point in it. Correct. So you wrote this great blog post uh, several weeks ago, or maybe it was it was just last week, The Seven Productivity Tips and Tools for Social Media Users. And it is a great post. You know, I, I was reading through it and there were several things that I already do. And then a couple that I went, ooh, I need to check these out. So, you know, let's just kind of walk our listeners through this because you've got some great resources here. And actually, I want to take a step back um, before we really dig into the, the meat and potatoes of this, because one of the services that your company provides is to do posting for companies. And I think that's such a critical thing because... You know, I talk to business owners and maybe it's a business owner of one or somebody that's, you know, a gigantic corporation. And for whatever reason, they're not on social media and they, they just don't want to do it themselves. They can't do it themselves. So why should someone consider hiring an outside agency? Well, um, to clarify a little bit, we don't do posting for people. Okay. Um, you know, one, one of the services that we provide is community management, which is oh, okay. social okay. media strategy, social mm-hmm. media execution. And I, and I think, um, and, and I think that's actually, I think that's actually a great example of, um, and, and I'll pick on you for a minute. And I, and I know you absolutely know what you're talking about, but sometimes it's the language. Um, right. social mm-hmm. media isn't about, it's not about posting. Correct. Um, it's not about, it, it's not about, a formula that's okay. Well, if we post three times on Facebook mm-hmm, and two times mm-hmm. on Twitter, and what? That's not a strategy. Um, you know, a, a strategy is, um, you know, what what is it that we want? What are we doing offline? What are we doing mm-hmm. online? How are we integrating the two? How can we? Um, you know, what I find when it comes to community management, one of the things that people don't understand is that. Um, a posting schedule is a broadcast schedule. Right. Okay. Community management is as much about sharing content on your social media channels that might be relevant or funny or interesting or resourceful for your audience. That's only one part of it. The other part of it is actually diving into your community, paying attention to the people that you're connected to, having conversations with them, sharing the things that they're sharing. Um, talking about the content that they're sharing. Um, you know, actually, you know, it's called community management for mm-hmm. a reason. There's a community, and and so when it comes to social media, you know, it's a, it's a place, a community that you hope that people that are interested in some of the same things that you're interested in come and gather and commune and talk and share right. and learn from each other. And so when you treat social media in any way as it's a, you know, a posting exercise, that what you can get out of it is exponentially reduced rather than if you think about it as community management. You know, um, I, I think that, and, and this is something that we, we even work, you know, with our team on an ongoing basis. Community management is about training. It's about education. Mm-hmm. It's about um, kind of learning from one another. And, and I think that's a really important thing to keep in mind. Right. Um, you know, and your question was, 
businesses not participating in the social media space, why is it they should consider outsourcing it? Um, you know, you only know what you know. And, um, you know, you could hire somebody on your staff. For instance, say you need help with bookkeeping. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, most of us can add and subtract. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> And, well, I mean, you, in the most simplest terms, most right. of us can mm-hmm. add and subtract. Mm-hmm. And the bookkeeping function is an important function to your right. business. Mm-hmm. So you can hire somebody that can add and subtract, and you can assume they know the basics of what to do, and then you can maybe have something to place. And maybe you can send them to a seminar to teach mm-hmm. them what they really need right. to know about bookkeeping. Mm-hmm. Um, but then they'll figure it out. But that's a really important function of your business, your bookkeeping mm-hmm. function. Um or you can choose to hire a very senior-level, experienced bookkeeper on your staff and pay them mm-hmm. salary and benefits that commensurate with their level of expertise. Or you can choose to outsource mm-hmm. your bookkeeping needs to somebody that's very senior, that understands, that doesn't have a learning curve, but yet you're not going to keep them on your staff so you right. don't have to pay benefits and all that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So there's three sort of three different choices that you can routes that you can go. Well, your social media needs could be viewed in very much the same way, but for some people reason, people don't want to think about it that way. Mm-hmm. So you can hire someone that probably, and, and this is a common misconception, they're young, so they know how to use Facebook. <laughs> right. You know, they, so, they've so had you their Facebook hire, page and Twitter page, and they really don't know which, that, to that community. Isn't that just as ridiculous as thinking that because somebody knows how to add and subtract, they could do your bookkeeping? Right. Mm-hmm. You you need to but, you know but, have have that level of expertise that truly is the expertise, and not just gee, I know how to do it. Exactly, and and so we, so a lot of times you know when businesses are trying to figure out you know what we should do, and you know they either put the social media community management part of the equation on somebody young or they put it on somebody that's on staff that already has, you know, a, a full workload and, and they, you know, it's one more thing. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes we set people up to fail. Right. And, um, you know, the reality of it is, you know, I look every day at some, um, at some gaffes that happen in the social media space. And actually I'm working on a post right now that's, you know, that's really going to be called, social media, why in the world would anybody want this job? Because it's a really hard, it's a really hard job. There's Mm -hmm. no room for error. If you say one wrong thing, it could have a tremendous Mm -hmm. impact on your business. Right. And so when I think about, or when there's a, a crisis going on and you think about whether it's a cyclone or a shooting or something else and you know, and sometimes people use automated tools or they just say the wrong thing at the wrong mm-hmm. time and all of a sudden your business can come under fire. I mean, truly, it's a very difficult job and I think that businesses don't really think clearly about how um, this completely forward-facing responsibility is and can right. be for people that are on your front line. And unfortunately, then what happens is they say, oh, we're not going to do it at all, which, I mean, you know, that's that's obviously their decision, but they're missing out on so many things, whether it's, you know, because it it simply is, you know, one of the the tools to to reach people. I mean, that's like saying, well, gee, I'm never going to 
do a newspaper ad again because there was a typo in my newspaper ad. You know, it, it, it is something that people need to at least be aware of. Um, you know, every week I talk to a business owner that tells me, really, you think I should be on Facebook? Isn't that just stupid? You know, so they're not even keeping in touch with what's going on out there, you know, and, and part of that is because when they, you know, when they go on to Facebook or Twitter or whatever, they're seeing the posts about, you know, here's, here's my, my new cat video or, you know, all of those silly things, but there's also so much great information that is, is out there and the big brands wouldn't be using this if it wasn't effective. I mean, you know, it's, it really is a place where what I like to say is it levels the playing field. You know, the little mom and pop coffee shop down the street has the same abilities on social media as a Starbucks. Are they going to use it the same way? Probably not because Starbucks does have, you know, a much bigger budget and a team. But, you know, it is a way for them to, to reach people in ways that they never could before. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you know, my business is a perfect example. Um, uh, I, I have a small advertising agency. I have a staff of 15, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and social media is not the only part of the equation that we do right. But, um, you know, we really start understood early the power of, the web and how the web is going to influence business and, and social media was a part of that and, and, um, you know, smart, well-developed websites and, mm-hmm. and, um, and blogging so that you can feed your website fresh content and all those sort of right. things. And, you know, as a result of, of us doing those things, um, for the last five or six or seven years, you know, I compete on a daily basis against agencies that are many, many, many times bigger than we are and have a lot of business opportunities as mm-hmm. a result. You know, and of course, I don't want, I don't always want all the business that comes our way, but what a nice problem to have. Right. Mm-hmm. You have so many business opportunities that you get to pick and choose. So it very mm-hmm. much does le- level the playing field. Well, and, you know, one of the things that you talked about when we were at Y'all Connect is the analytics, um, you know, and... I'll, I'll be honest. I have Google Analytics set up, but I don't look at it the way I should. So we're going to digress for a minute and talk more about just general websites because I think this is very important for business owners. You know, they, they'll say, I have this website, but I, uh, <laughs> they don't know what they don't know is part of the problem. So why should a business even care about Google Analytics? You know, I think the bigger question is how can a business not care about analytics? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I um, I stand up in front of groups all the time, and one of the first questions that I ask is, you know, how many of you have Google Analytics on your website? And by the way, there are other analytics other than Google, right. mm-hmm. but the fact that you wouldn't use a free platform is astonishing to mm-hmm. me. So, you know, I ask people how, how many of you have Google Analytics and I ask people how many of you looked at it, you know, yesterday, this week, a month ago. And, you know, you're, I'm a strategist. So, so data is my roadmap mm-hmm. and how you could have a business and not have any idea, you know, what kind of web traffic your business attracts where that traffic comes from, mm-hmm. what those visitors do on your website, how long they stay, what kind of content they, they're initially attracted to, what kind of content they're interested in after they get to your site to begin with, um, where you might lose them, 
um, you know, I, I can't imagine not using that data to, to develop the basics of my marketing strategy. Right. Um, so the fact that somebody would have would either not have analytics on their site or have analytics and not look at them is astonishing to me. How do you mm-hmm. ever measure success um, other than what you happen to feel like maybe happened? Well, and, and we never, you know, if, if we're relying just on our own intuition, we're never right. Um, you know, or we're not, we, we might be every once in a while, but most of the time we're not. And so that's where the analytics are so powerful. You know, they're, they're showing the, that, you know, the majority of the people to your website came from, say, Facebook or from Twitter or, you know, they just typed in your URL. And then, you know, how did they, how long did they stay on the page? I mean, this whole sticky matter is good. You know, if they go to your page and they're there for five seconds, clearly you have bad content or bad graphics or something is just not working right. And to me, you know, it really is a big mistake that people make to not check these things out and then wonder why things aren't working. Right. You know, or, or worse, it, things it, are working and they don't know how to make them better. You know, they're, they're satisfied. And, and to me, a business owner, you know, I, Warren Buffett is not satisfied. Donald Trump is not satisfied. They always want to make things better. And to me, reviewing the analytics really is that, that one of those tools to be able to use to make your business better. I agree. Great, great. Well, you know, let's go back now that we've kind of, you know, convinced everybody that they have to be doing this. And, and talk more about social media. So let's talk about this article that you wrote. And so the, the first of your seven tips is use the right social media tools. And to me, this is so important because, you know, I'm, I have people that come up to me and say, I'm on Google, I'm on Facebook, I'm on, and pretty soon they've hyperventilated because they're trying to do it all by going to the sites independently. And there's so many tools out there and things that make your life easier. Some are free, some are paid, some have a combination of those things. My favorite is Buffer, which is, is the one that you refer to. But what tools do you tell people they, they need to be using? Well, I think that um, it's funny because I do use some tools. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet there I'm also not a fan of a lot of automation. And mm-hmm. so I will tell you personally that um, we manage social media accounts for multiple clients on a day-to-day basis. Mm-hmm. And one of the tools that we use is a pro version of Hootsuite. And so it's a, a platform that we pay for. Mm-hmm. And it allows us to multiple team members to use the same dashboard and to know who's responding to what posts and to schedule content that we want to share throughout the day. And and also, you know, what we do um, for different clients, you know, we we do a lot in the AEC space, architecture, engineering, and construction. Mm -hmm. And so so we serve clients um, that serve verticals, things like, sustainability and solar and energy and oil and gas and water. And, and so that allows a hoot suite platform allows us to create lists of mm-hmm. followers based on certain industry right. verticals mm-hmm. that we want to follow. So, so I think, you know, everybody has different needs. You could be a small business and still use a tool that allows you to do that. Um, 
I have many friends who are who are huge Buffer users. I love the guys that created Buffer. I think it's a great platform. Some of my team members use Buffer more than I do. I tend to use Hootsuite more than I use anything else. So, so I think um, that said, I think that people are, you know, we are inherently lazy, and we are always looking for the easy button. So right. when mm-hmm. you are, you know, when you buy into the social media in 10 minutes a day hype, um, which justifies, of course, not hiring anybody to do that, um, and you treat social media channels as a one-size-fits-all. So whatever content you share on Facebook, you also share on Twitter, and you also share on LinkedIn. What you're basic, the message that you're sending across those channels is, I'm really busy, I'm really important, and I don't really care that I'm blasting out the same message in multiple channels. And if we happen to be connected in multiple channels, just deal with it. Right. Um, which is not um, a preferred message in my world. And so um, so I tend to be the purist that, you know, even with my own content, you know, mm-hmm. if I have a blog post that I think will resonate, and I truly do think about it this way, I have a blog post that I just wrote on productivity tools. Will that resonate with my Facebook audience? Yeah, right. I think it will. Mm-hmm. Here, let me share it on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, here's, you know, will it also resonate with my friends on LinkedIn? Okay, here, let me share it on LinkedIn and let me take the time to craft a message about right. why I wrote this post and how I think it might be interesting. And, you know, and Twitter, does it make sense on Twitter? And Twitter to me is a lot more of a, a distribution channel than than Facebook or LinkedIn, mm-hmm. but I think that's the part of, you know, we're in the communication business. And so I think that everything you do when it comes to communicating with your with your community, with your audience, with your prospects, with your friends, with your customers, has to have some, um, some respect and some forethought and some consideration. And so I, I am the person that believes that you use a dashboard um, to help manage some part of what you do, but when it comes to actually sharing content that you really do owe it to the people that you're connected to, to share content in a way that makes sense on LinkedIn and to share it differently on Facebook and to share it differently again on Twitter Mm -hmm. and not just assume that um, the set it and forget it strategy is the right way to go. Well, and the the biggest problem with the set it and forget it strategy is, as you said, we're lazy. So then you're not going and looking at your various communities to see what's going on. Um, sure, you can get the notifications if somebody responds to a, a post or retweets or does whatever, but you're missing that interaction, you know. And and so that's why I agree with you. It, it's it's you know best to have a combination. And people are on the sites for different reasons. You know, so that's why writing it differently, you know, is, is better. You know, if you're writing and it's to post everywhere with one post, well, then you're writing it very short so that it's, you know, going to fit in Twitter. Well, you might really want to be saying something very different on Facebook about the exact same post. And, and it's funny. I can always tell when somebody is just totally automated because they've lost kind of that personality. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So 
Yeah, so we're going to go ahead and take our kind of bottom of the hour break. We're a little messed up on our schedule today. We love Mondays. Um, so when we come back, let's talk about more things that, that you have discussed in your blog post on productivity tips and tools for social media users. I'm Deb Creer, and I'm talking with Shelly Kramer of V3 Integrated Marketing. Thank you for being a friend. Travel down a road and back again. Your heart is true. You're a pal and a confidant. Nothing says, I love you, more than milehighradio.com. This offer is void where prohibited. Resort selections and reservations are subject to availability. This ad is used for the purpose of soliciting the sale of timeshare interests. If you've got two hours to spare, we've got a world of fun to share. Take your family on a magnificent four-day, three-night vacation to either Orlando or Las Vegas. Valued at more than $700, you pay just $159 total. Yes, just $159 for four days and three nights. Diamond Resorts International is making this special offer just so you can experience our brilliant Diamond Class accommodations. It's not just a standard hotel room, but a spacious suite. Discover Diamond Resorts International with an informative presentation about what makes our famous vacation ownership accommodations such amazing vacations. Call right now to see if you qualify for this amazing vacation and a $100 Visa gift card and to hear additional restrictions and details. Call 800-542-9072. That's 800-542-9072. If your mom or loved one lives alone, one call to LifeWatch can end your worries for their safety. We're here 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. If you call us right now, we'll send you absolutely free an information-packed report on the nine most important things you need to know to make sure your parents are safe when living alone. It's completely free. Call us right now. 800-515-6927. Put your mind at ease with LifeWatch. Dial 800-515-6927. My And we are back. I'm Deb Creer, and I work with professionals to show them how to use social media as a tool to promote themselves and their businesses. And with me today is Shelly Kramer, and we've been talking about tips and techniques and how to really incorporate <clears throat> strategy into your social media use. But before we jump back in, Shelly, tell our listeners how they can connect with you. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Shelly Kramer. Um, that's S-H-E-L-L-Y-K-R-A-N-E-R. You can find me. Actually, you know what? You can connect with me anywhere just by typing in Shelly Kramer to Google. And whatever platform is your platform of choice, whether it's Google+, Plus, whether it's Twitter, whether it's Facebook, you'll find me there on that um, obnoxiously owning the first page of Google. <laughs> well, and Shelly's website is V3, and that's the number three, V3IM.com. And there is so much good information there. One of the things that I found um, that is, is such a good resource is Shelly's blog because she has such great content there. 
<coughs> excuse me. And so we are discussing um, a recent post that, that Shelly had where she's giving seven tips and techniques. And this next one I had never heard of. And it's funny because in the blog post, you start with, you'll want to kiss us for pointing you to this tool. And I can't wait to check it out. It's called Bliss Control. So what the heck is Bliss Control? Well, um, you know, it's a place where you can manage all your social network settings. I, I'm, I, I hate to – I mean, you can just read this in the blog post, so I, I hate to simplify it, but it basically, you know, just allows you to change profile pictures, update your bio, change your mm-hmm. passwords um, on one platform rather than going to each of your individual social networks. Nice, nice. You know, and, and then you also talk about – how to manage content. And that is one of the things that probably, you know, aside from I don't know what I'm doing, most business owners will tell me is what the heck do we post and where do we find it? And when you start talking to them about it, they really do realize how much content is out there. But you talk about a tool called Like Hack. Um, and, and so, you know, I want to, you know, it, it, it really does sound like a great tool. I use Smart Brief. I also use Flipboard. You know, what do you tell a business owner who says, I don't know where to find what I should be posting? Well, I think that, you know, this is an easy question. And this is an easy question that applies to everything that you do in your business. And, and the only question is, um, what do my customers and prospects need? Right. What do they wake up every day worrying about? Mm-hmm. What problems do they have that we can solve? And if you mm-hmm. ask yourself those questions, um, the answers in terms of what you should do, whether it's what your website content should look like, what your corporate blog should focus on, what you're focusing on in social media channels, and what kind of content you're sharing, the answer to all of those questions impacts all of those things I just mentioned. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it's, it, to me, you know, you read the industry publication that your customers and prospects read. You curate content from those platforms. You care about issues that impact them. And those are the kind of, those are the kind of, um, that's the kind of content that you pay attention to. And I, and I would venture a guess that that's the same content that you read all day, every day. Right. Mm-hmm. So, if it's interesting you know, to you, it's probably life. interesting to them. And, well, Exactly. So that's what I'm saying. It, the, the answer is where do I start is so simple. Start mm-hmm. by putting yourself in your customers and your prospects shoes. Right. What do they need? What do they worry about? You know, I, I um, did a presentation a few weeks ago at a conference, and um, one of the things that I was talking about was some research and a report that Breeden did on small business owners. And, you know, one of the data points in their research was that um, – one of the biggest problems that small business owners face is um, how to grow their businesses mm-hmm. and um, staying abreast of what's happening with their industry, with technology. Um, so they so they need to be learn to be able to be more efficient, more effective, and grow their businesses and be more profitable. They need to stay on top of what's happening in the industry, and they need to stay on top of what's happening with their competitors. So, and the data in this report indicated that if your website, if the content that you provide on your website and in your blog and in your social media channels 
helps them solve those problems, mm-hmm. they are more likely to buy from you. Right. So, you know, we, so we look at, so to hang up from this phone call, from this, from this program and go look at your website. Mm-hmm. And if your website talks about, we do this and we're an award winning company and we do this and we do that, um, that's probably not the right brand messaging. <laughs> mm-hmm. So again, so again, it, you know, data supports the fact that if you can serve the needs of your prospects and customers, if you can help them grow their businesses, if you give them business advice that helps them grow their businesses, right? Um, if you keep them abreast of what's happening in the industries that they serve, those are things they don't have to go somewhere else to find. So if you can give them that on your website, in your corporate blog, and also serve that up in your social media channels, then you become the resource. You know, you mentioned Smart Brief. Um, you know, Smart Brief does that, Deb. Mm-hmm. It gives you personally information you need right. to grow your business. Mm-hmm. That's why you read it every day. Mm-hmm. Right. So you know, one of the one of the ones really I subscribe is. to is Smart Brief for Entrepreneurs. You know, because I'm an entrepreneur. Uh, you know, and and so when I find an article that I think, wow, you know, this this really has some cool tips. Maybe it has nothing to do with social media, but it's got a cool tip strategy, whatever for entrepreneurs. So then I share that information. Right. You know, and, and right. I think Absolutely. what business owners need to think of is it's almost like you're doing a cold call, you know, with, with this. And so what would you tell someone about your product or your service if they'd never heard about you? You know, what problems, as you mentioned, what problems are you going to solve for them? It, and it really isn't, well, you should buy from me because I just won, you know, this big award. Well, you know, whoopee. Right. <laughs> I really don't right. care. But, you know, it's, yeah, but the, you're kind the of reality impressed, of it but, is, mm-hmm. but the reality of it is if people walk away from this program and just go look at the messaging mm-hmm. on their website, right. I would venture a guess that many of them would find that the content there is written in such a way that's completely and totally self-promotional mm-hmm. and that doesn't get to, you know, one of the things that I tell people that, that solves the mystery of what I do is that I help people leverage the web to grow their businesses. Mm-hmm. That's it. Right. That's it. And that doesn't, you know, I, I, and I own a marketing firm. Does that mean that we can design print ads and that we can, do all different kinds of other things. Sure, it means that we could do that. But in a nutshell, what what my true expertise is in understanding the web and understanding how to leverage the web to grow business. Mm-hmm. And that's what people need. People don't need award-winning print ads designed. They don't need award-winning TV mm-hmm. um, because the people that win those awards, that's me. Mm-hmm. And the last time I checked, me winning awards, did not help my clients grow their business. Right. You know, and, and I think so many times what happens is people don't even think about what does their customer need. You know, and, and I see that on, you know, websites or social media. You know, they're, they're not thinking, how can I solve this problem for them and what value can I provide? It really is just totally self-centered. You know, and, and everybody does need to take a step back. You know, and, and then really think about... You know, if I were that customer, would that last tweet, would that last post resonate with me? Or would I go, so what? Right. Well, and I think that you have to also, um, 
you know, there's, you can look at this too microscopically as well. And, and we do social media community management sometimes for very, very large enterprise level companies. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I don't want you to think that what I'm saying is that every single piece of content that you share has to solve somebody's problem. Right. Mm -hmm. Sometimes the posts that get the most interaction are the posts that are simply, you know, a picture of a steaming cup of coffee on a Monday morning. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm or, you know, a silly picture of a cat on a Friday because everybody on the planet's happy on Fridays. Right. And mm -hmm. um, so sometimes I think there's a, you know, there's a mixture of being human, being interesting, being funny um, that, that can be a great part of community management. So, every, so, I, so I don't want people to think that they have to overanalyze every single piece of content that they share and because that could make it boring, right? You know? mm -hmm. So you have to so you have to be careful. Well, and we want those fun things or those interesting things. You know, that is part of that relationship with somebody. You know, one of the, the things that I tell people that I work with is share community information. You know, and and by community in this aspect, I'm talking about you know tell people what's here's going what's on going in your on. Community. Yep. Yeah, you know, and right. and today it's been great um, because as as we're doing this, it is Veterans Day, and to see all of the posts, both you know from businesses and from individuals, about the veterans and the military people in their life is so cool. Now you have to be careful, especially from a business standpoint, to not try and use that to your advantage. Um, you know, we've all seen brands that have kind of stepped in it on occasion because they you know they tried to do something that was too self promotional. And so you have to be very careful with that. But, you know, in some ways, again, that does show that we're human. I mean, you know, we make mistakes on social media. So, you know, you, you try not to, but it is about, you know, connecting with the people. And, you know, we, you know, especially if it's a, a local business, I want to know that they're going to be here next year, two years down the line, whatever, especially if it's a, a long-term type of, of thing. So if they're talking about the chamber that they belong to and, you know, this, this event that is happening in their, their community on Saturday, that shows me that they're tied into their community and they're probably going to be there a lot longer than somebody that just, you know, sets up shop and, you know, flits from, from project to project. Absolutely. Now, one of the tips that you share is to use an editorial calendar. And I'll admit, mine is kind of in my head. I don't, you know, specifically have something. But this is, is especially important when you're wondering what to post. And the editorial calendar is so important to people because it gives you that focus. Um, so why, you know, what tips do you have for somebody to, to use an editorial calendar? Well, I think for me, it actually all goes back to data. And mm -hmm. so we use an editorial calendar um, for, our, for, for our own blog as well as for all of our clients' blogs. Mm -hmm. We write about 95% of our clients' corporate blog content. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, what you want to do is you want to be able to, you know, if you don't have a map, I'm not sure how you know where you're going, where you've right. been, um, where you want to go. Mm -hmm. um, so, so laying it out in an editorial calendar allows you to, and you know, you can use an Excel spreadsheet, you can use a Google document, you can use whatever works for you. Just don't mm -hmm. have nothing. Right. Um, we do. We like to use a platform called Divi HQ, mm -hmm. um, 
it's something that allows us to collaborate together on so that I can assign um, I can assign a blog post to one of our team of writers and mm-hmm. and assign um, you know some resources that I want her to be able to use as she's working on that piece and a deadline and then when she's finished then it comes back into the EdCal and I get an email that says here's this project waiting for your review. Um, so we're, we're also all about processes and keeping that streamlined because we write so much content. So it really mm-hmm. helps us do that. Um, but I think you also want to look at, you want to be able to look at, first of all, what's our publication schedule? Mm-hmm. And, and you also, then you want to look at your analytics and compare them to your publication schedule and right. see what happens. Okay, mm-hmm. well, are we finding the most traffic posts the most traffic is happening on the posts that we publish on Tuesday and Thursday. Okay, well, we want to make sure that our most powerful content then right. is published on mm-hmm. Tuesday and Thursday. And, and by the way, I'm just pulling those days out of my head because your data is your data. And, um, and then we want to go back and we want to look at things from, uh, uh, from a data standpoint and say, okay, the post that we wrote over the course of the last week, month, six months, 12 months, here's what resonated the most with our audience. Mm-hmm. Here's the kind of traffic they got the day they were published, the kind of traffic they've gotten over the course of the last 12 months, where, how many times they were shared, where they were shared. Um, I mean, that's our roadmap. Um, we know what to do more of. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we know, and, and, and we also know what doesn't really matter as much. And here's an example. We, um, so we have clients that are engineering firms, and we've written some content for their corporate blogs that are pretty generic stuff like um, uh, a post on 10 famous engineers. And that post is, continues to be three years after it was written, one of the most trafficked pieces of content on that blog, on that corporate website, um, and that traffic comes in ebbs and flows. And I always laugh because I can tell when students are writing papers about engineers. <laughs> ah, so they're researching. When they are, when they are, they're researching that topic and they're, and, and it's leading them to our website. And mm-hmm. in the big scheme of things, when you think about it, um, wow, how does that lead to business? Well, you know, the kids that are writing about great engineers today are tomorrow's mm-hmm. engineering students and the next day's engineers. Mm-hmm. And when they think back to what convinced them to be an engineer, it might well be that blog post that they read, right. read on mm-hmm. one of the biggest engineering firms in the country's website. So, mm-hmm. you know, it all works together. Well, and then they could either be a future employee or, you know, they, they might hire that company. And and so it's it's important to really know all of that. You know, and, and tracking it also helps you realize, okay, well, I shared this content on Facebook and this content on LinkedIn, and I got a lot more interaction on LinkedIn. Um, you know, and, and all these various things. That's why, you know, when you when you really are looking at the results, you know how to fine tune. Um, and I think that's probably one of the, the most important things is if you just continue doing the same thing over and over, you're probably not going to be very successful with it. You know, you, you have to tweak it. You have to fine tune it. You might figure out 
Twitter is a complete waste of time or I get the most business out of Twitter. Um, you know, and, and so it really is something to, to focus on. And the editorial calendar helps you focus too, especially for the people who are worried about what content to post. Because you could say, okay, on Monday, we're always going to do a frequently asked question. On Tuesday, it's an industry update, you know, all of those things. So then you've got it in your mind. This is what I have to have for those days. And it really does help rather than just, oh, my gosh, what the heck am I going to post today? Absolutely. Now, I I love your next point in, in your article because you talk about browse, baby, browse, and more is better. Because you and I are on the same page on this. I have too many tabs open. I have two screens. You know, I have all of this that's going on, which, you know, in a lot of ways gets very confusing. But it, it is something that I think people lose track of, especially if they're really going to use social media. You know, this is not launch it, be there for 10 minutes, and then close it. Because they're missing all of that interaction. They might be missing something that happens that they need to respond to right away. You know, and, and people will say, well, I get an email when somebody comments. Well, you know, that's that's really not what's going on. Um, so you, you have to be there and be active, which can be scary for people. But, you know, I think it really is something that, that business owners and, you know, whether you're the marketing department or the business owner or, you know, whoever, you need to be there and be present. That's absolutely true. You know, and, and then you've got a couple more tips in here and, and, you know, we'll let the, the readers just kind of catch up on this blog post. Be, and because, you know, I want to direct people there and make sure that they see these because you do have some, some very valuable tips. To me, you know, one of the things that, that happens, especially if you aren't analyzing things, aren't scheduling, aren't really looking at everything every single day is you're not in the moment with it. I'm trying to you know, figure out exactly how to say this. And, and we saw an example of what happened over the weekend when a company kind of turns things over and doesn't really pay attention in the Home Depot uh, fiasco where they hire an outside firm. You know, nothing wrong with that. We've already talked about that. But it's it was it sounded like they really just kind of said, here, go do this without a lot of direction. Um, and so a tweet went out that was not... A, a very well thought out tweet. It had a photo on it that many people consider to be racist and Home Depot is based here in Atlanta. And their immediate reaction was to just fire that firm. Now, you know, there could have been a lot of other things that, that happened behind it. You know, this might have been their last chance, all of those various things. But you really had a lot of discussion with people on your Facebook page about this. What kind of overall did people say? You know, did they think that was a good strategy? You know, it was it was interesting to lead to read through the post. But what did you take out of that? Well, what did I take out of what about the situation or about what the conversation well, was or the the conversation really was what I'm I'm interested in. What did people think about you know first of all the fact that Home Depot just fired the the agency? And I saw some posts where people said, well, why would they even hire it out? Isn't Home Depot a great big resource? You had, you know, tons and tons of people who commented on that. And I think we see that happen when we've got, you know, a, a big misstep by a major brand where people just, they, they all insert their own viewpoints there. Um, did people think that it was a good thing that, that Home Depot had outsourced this? You know what? I, I think that, I think that people are idiots sometimes. And <laughs> this is with all due respect to many of my friends who participated in the conversation, but we had such ridiculous tunnel vision 
Um, step back and think for a minute about how many TV ads that you've seen that have left you scratching your head uh-huh. and thinking, saying, what the heck? Why would, a, mm-hmm. why would a brand do that? Whether it's GoDaddy and sexy models or whether it's, you know, Lululemon and their idiotic CEO who, you know, goes on TV and talks about women, women who have thighs that rub together shouldn't wear their pants. And, you know, I I mean, but, but, but going back to the product that's produced for brands with brands by agencies. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, so, ad agencies work with big brands and little brands, and they produce creative products. And sometimes that creative product is a TV spot, it's an ad, it's a a display ad, it's a radio spot, and and a lot of times they just get it wrong. And it's Mm -hmm. it's just like, that was dumb, or that was, you know, there was a campaign a couple years ago. I think that, and I'm just barely going to remember it, but Living Social did something um, around the holidays that was perceived as being um, really rude and insensitive. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the social media space blew up. Or Calvin Klein, you know, um, not Calvin Klein. Um, yeah, maybe it was Calvin Klein. Oh, I'm, I'm going to move on from that. But my point mm-hmm. is that mm-hmm. it happens. And right. sometimes, you know, I look at creative products that's produced and I think, that's just the dumbest thing I've ever seen. How did that get approved? Mm-hmm. Remember, do you remember seeing the ads that were just came out recently that were in, um, oh, I think it was in Asia somewhere where there was a, a woman bound and gagged right. in the trunk mm-hmm. of a car and mm-hmm. that, on the back of a car. And people were just like, how did this creative, how did this ad ever get produced? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, the same thing is true in the social media space. First of all, Home Depot is an awesome company with mm-hmm. a great brand. And I can promise you that they did not hand social right. media over to anybody anywhere and say, you guys just go ahead and do this. Yeah. We'll check happen. in every once in a while. <laughs> yeah. That didn't happen. It did not happen. Um, what happened in this one instance is that somebody somewhere drafted a tweet Mm-hmm. that had an image that they just didn't think through. Mm-hmm. They didn't need to be racist. They didn't need to be stupid. Right. We just make bad choices sometimes, mm-hmm. just like those idiots that approved the campaign of the woman that was bound, you know, you know, in terms of violence against women. Mm-hmm. You know? So, so bad decisions happen all the time. Right. But to say, this is why you should never outsource, it's oh, that's, silly. Yeah. You know, and, and people make it, but you know, the beauty, here's the other thing, the beauty of outsourcing mm-hmm. is that you have somebody else you can blame and you yeah, can point you, a finger. You can throw you can them say, under the bus. Those people are really stupid. Mm-hmm. This wasn't us and they're fired. Mm-hmm. And it could have been the best relationship you've ever had. Right. So when people go down the path of, this is why you should never outsource, you know, they're just, I think sometimes people aren't thinking things through. And, and mm-hmm. there are many missteps that happen in relationships, in vendor relationships, and I don't care if it's in advertising or anything else, mistakes happen, mm-hmm. accidents happen, people right. miscommunicate, people say stupid things. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, all you can do is say I'm sorry and fix it. Mm-hmm. But to, to point a finger that this is, you know, this makes them a good brand or a bad brand or anything else, you know, the conversation that I'm always interested in is more about, 
how a brand handles something like this mm-hmm. after right. the fact, because there are, it's always going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and my, the question that I posed to my audience was, um, my community on Facebook was, how this brand chose to handle it is to have a response that almost seemed very automatic, mm-hmm. um, that every single person that commented in any way whatsoever about that particular piece of content was given the same exact message in, in every way, and it was hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of those messages, which I thought was an awesome way to handle it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, and whenever you have those conversations, they always devolve into the, is this something to do internally? Is this something to outsource? Is this, you know, everybody has different opinions. Mm-hmm. So I one think of that's the- probably what you saw. One of the examples that, that I think is, is a good example of a company that made, you know, a, a bad mistake but then fixed it happened last year. Um, I'm from Colorado and, you know, just moved to Atlanta last year and we hadn't been here, <coughs> excuse me, very long when the, the shootings happened at the Aurora movie theater. And so the hashtag Aurora was trending. And this company um, didn't do their research, didn't see why Aurora was trending, and they are a fashion company. And they're they're based in the United Kingdom. So, you know, that, that does kind of give them a little bit of leeway as to why they didn't realize what happened here in the States. But without checking it out, they posted a tweet, and it said something along the lines of, we see Aurora is trending. Maybe that means that people are checking out our newest fashion line by Kim Kardashian called Aurora. Well, you know, heavens, <laughs> everybody just jumped and pounced on that. They immediately apologized and said, you know, clearly we weren't paying attention. You know, we our, our thoughts and prayers are with those victims. Then they took it a step further. They made a very large donation to the victim fund. Um, so they, you know, they, they misstepped. They stepped in it all the way up to their neck. And then they, they took responsibility for it and they fixed it. And to me, that was a great example of a company doing what, what they should have done. So, you know, we've, we've got just a couple more minutes here, Shelley. So, you know, if you've, if you've got a business owner who is perplexed about what to do on social media and you've got 30 seconds to, to talk to them, what do you tell them? And 30 seconds, I know, isn't nearly long enough. But, you know, what, what would you tell somebody who says, should I be on social media and what that, and why? Well, I think that you have to ask yourself, you know, are my customers and prospects, where are my customers and prospects? And um, and then I think you have to go out and do the homework. And that's mm-hmm. an easy thing to do. You know, I mean, one of the first things that I ask people to do is to make a list. Make a list right. of your existing customers. Make a list of your dream clients. Mm-hmm. Make a list of your competitors. And then go do some competitive analysis. Right. And that will probably give you the answer that you need. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I think that's one of the things that people are scared to do is to look at their competitors. Well, holy heck, I want to know what my competitors are doing. You know, maybe I should be doing something better, something different, but I really want to know what they're doing. I'm with you. I pay, I stalk my competitors on a regular, actually, yeah. I stalk my clients' competitors more than I stalk my own. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, because it, it helps you to know what their competitors are doing in order to, to market them better. But, you know, it, it really is, it's something that's fairly simple to do. And one of the easiest ways um, for people to, to figure out what they need to be doing is to ask. 
You know, ask your customers, what platforms do you use? Where do you get your information? What do you want to know? Um, you know, people love it when they get asked those questions and they're more than happy to help out. Don't just kind of operate in this vacuum. I agree. Great advice. So, great. So, Shelly, one last time, tell everybody how they can connect with you online. Well, you can find me on my website at um, d3im.com. That's the letter V, the number 3im.com. You can find me on Twitter at Shelly Kramer, or um, you can just Google Shelly Kramer, and you'll find me across the web wherever you might be. Perfect. You know, and, and Shelly, you do have such great information. You know, I encourage people to uh, subscribe to your blog, get that information because it's not just about social media. It's about marketing. It's about, you know, analytics, all these things that the people really need to, to be checking out. So, you know, thank you everyone for uh, putting up with us during our little technical problems today. I am so excited. You know, I normally call in my radio program and I will be in studio next week because I will be in Colorado. So that's going to be so much fun. I haven't been in studio now for about 18 months. Um, and my guest will be Stephanie Hillberry. So we're going to have a lot of fun talking with Stephanie. So until next week, you know, follow me online. I'm, it's very easy. You just, as Shelly said, Google, Google my name, D-E-B-K-R-I-E-R, -E and you will find me. Connect with me there. You can also go to my website, debcareer.com, and all of my links are there. So until next time, everyone enjoy this fall day and have a great day. Bye-bye. Thank you for being a friend. Travel down a road and back again. Your heart is true, you're a pal and a confidant I'm not ashamed to say More stimulating talk radio MileHighRadio.com This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com